If you like endless mimosas, paninis, adult floats, and much more, 32 Below Froyo and More is for you. Go check them out. They're located here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. They got a little something for the whole family. Follow them on social media, like their pages, give them a great Yelp review, and you won't regret it. Welcome to Keeping Tabs. I'm Tab the Croc, and every Monday, I talk to someone here in North Idaho, the goal to connect more people in the Coeur d'Alene area. And then every Friday, I talk to someone outside the community to bring in a new perspective and to learn a little bit about yourself. All right, I have Jeff with me today. And um, if you're watching this and you don't know who he is, go sign up for TikTok and follow this guy. He has some of the best content I have ever seen. I've laughed many of times. Um, I think you've gotten through a lot of people through COVID with your content. <laughs> he is also a school counselor. He's a dad, um, just a phenomenal human. And so first of all, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you having me. I didn't, I didn't realize you did this. So when you said you did, I was excited and nervous at the same time. Oh, that's good. And then I know you, and you do really well, like when you do lives and all this other stuff, but when you like are put on the spot with questions, you're not, you're kind of like, okay, what, what are we going to do? Right, right. <laughs> all right. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, kind of like who you are, what you do outside of um, Mr. TikTok. <laughs> well, I'm a single dad of three. And I, I think the TikTok has kind of gotten me through COVID and taken over my life in some aspects too. Um, you know, typically I'm a school counselor. I also coach soccer, but it seems like a lot of that stuff has kind of been put on hold. Our school is completely remote. So the students are at home. I still go into work, but it's just odd being there without the students. So, um, you know, I'm not a big TV guy and really TikTok is, uh, in a weird way, it's kind of provided me some entertainment that I wouldn't have otherwise. Which is awesome. But I also am like, I don't know what you're doing to these poor women that are watching his content. There's a couple of videos where he acts like he's talking to you as the viewer. And it makes you kind of feel like, oh, I'm his girlfriend. And so you start to talk to someone. And I'm like, these women are locked up. These single women are locked up and you're going to do this to them. <laughs> yeah. You know what? The, the funny way, the way that started was, you know, just watching everybody else in their relationship. Uh, I call them tickies or their relationship tickies and realizing I'm single. And, you know, I think about relationships on different levels a lot. So um, you, you hear everything that women really say that they want and no man can really provide everything that they want on a like a day-to-day -day basis. So I did one just messing around. And then there's uh, a young lady by the name of uh, Shell Wright's Romance. I don't know if you've heard of her, but she did, a, she did a duet of it. And I had never heard of her before. Usually she has these guys where um, they're, they're stripping down to their, you know, they're taking their shirts off and they're cutting up uh, wood or whatever they're doing, um, these buff, good looking guys. And then she does one of me, just like this dad bod type walking around talking. And uh, since then it's kind of taken off and people, somebody cloned me as their uh, virtual boyfriend and just kind of ran with it. So it's, it's fun. It's hard to come up with new material, but it's fun. Well, and it's awesome. And you've done some really cool stuff. Like I watch all of these groups of people. I mean, you went on a skydiving trip with a group of people from all over the place through TikTok. Everyone's making these friends. Everyone's, um, some people are falling in love and like, it's like dating. It's just crazy what this app has done. It's supposed to be for these 16 year olds and like the right. 30 something and 40 somethings have just taken over. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, the, the skydiving trip for me was, uh, it was just a great experience. And you talk about the dating app. I had a little uh, dating 
rendezvous on there myself that it is like as soon as it was posted it also ended <laughs> um, but you know like the skydiving trip I didn't really know some of these big names until I was asked to do that because Kelly Mano put that together she's got over a million followers and she and I grew up together we we met um, probably when we were four or five when we were going to play Little League soccer together and our, our parents worked together so I went to junior high and high school and we've always been really close friends and then she asked me to do it and then she's telling me like there's a guy from California going to be there there's another guy from North Carolina somebody from Wisconsin uh, or excuse me Michigan um, so just kind of coming together with all those people and you see them it's kind of like right now talking to you you see them on TikTok for 15 seconds and you're like wow that's that's pretty cool I like this person's stuff and then you get to meet them so it was a fun experience yeah and like the whole dating thing. Um, I've seen a lot of those different TikTok people meeting or, you know, dating, whatever it is. I mean, is it also hard to kind of like put yourself out there? I I'm very like surfacey. I put out like, you know, I put out very like feel good stuff and I keep yeah. everything else. Is it hard to sometimes put yourself out there, especially you're a counselor. So there's high school students that see you. I mean, is it difficult yes. to like navigate that? Yeah, it is for me. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, open about everything you could you could ask me anything and I'm going to answer um probably I'll answer honestly behind closed doors but putting it all on TikTok is pretty tough I know that my job um it kind of stifles I wouldn't say stifles what I put but it definitely uh prevents me from putting on some other not that I'm gonna go crazy but just some racier uh jokes or whatever um and I have had students say something to me like, hey, I follow you on TikTok or I saw you on TikTok. I just had in my live last night, I had a, a young woman say, hey, you were my, uh, my daughter. She were their counselor. I'm like, oh my gosh. So <laughs> you're having fun with it. And then all of a sudden it's brought back to real life. Like there are people in your town that are watching you do this. So, um, you know, with my relationship, uh, I had one and, and people say TikTok is not a dating app. And for me, it, it's not. I don't go on there looking um, even though I act like this virtual boyfriend, I don't go on there looking for relationships. Uh, but it just so happened that when I logged in in May, um, I started chatting with somebody and we became friends and she, she was in Florida. So uh, we developed a really good friendship. And then probably towards the end of summer, we're like, well, let's see if we can make something of this. And we did. And we, uh, we got to see each other a few times. And as soon as you put it out there that you're, you know, we were, we were actually dating um that's when it got like it took on a whole different uh persona of itself because social media is tough with the the comments coming in and I think for us it was more so the distance being in a, a distant relationship like that and, and communicating uh trying to keep up with it was tough it was it was a great experience um I don't necessarily regret putting it on social media but I do get those comments they're like oh my god you're the virtual boyfriend and you lasted one <laughs> with that girl I'm like all right it was it was a little longer than one, one week <laughs> I love it. well you know you live and you learn yep absolutely so what got you into counseling as you're like full-time you know <clears throat> that's what you do and you know obviously dad what is the one thing that you know brought you to that that career well, I, uh, you know, I went to college and when I was going through college, I really had no idea what I was going to do. I just felt like I'm at that age. I have to go to college. My parents didn't go to college. So um, I was going to college to put off getting a job because I had no idea what I wanted to do. And when I was there, uh, one of my professors was telling me 
I said, you know what I want to do what you're doing? We were sitting down talking about classes and what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And she says, you need to go into admissions and higher education. So I went on and got a master's degree. And when I was doing that, I met a, ge a gentleman that worked in a financial aid at um, a school in St. Louis. So in the office there. So he got me a job. I started working higher education. I did that for seven years. And then as I was doing that, I'm traveling all over the state of Illinois and then also the country talking to guidance counselors about what they do. Um, and I realized that that was the side of the desk that I wanted to sit on. So, um, you know, I didn't go far. I actually am a counselor at the high school that I graduated from, but it's, it's been a great experience. And I kind of, I kind of feel like I found my niche with things. Mm, yeah. I feel like you have the gr a great personality for that. I feel like, uh, high schoolers would feel comfortable coming to talk to you. Um, which is I think half the battle. Cause I know when I was yeah. in well, that, that was the hugest part for our guidance counselor and our counselors is you had to feel comfortable talking to them. Yeah, absolutely. And some students, they're like, they'll talk to you once or twice a year about their schedule. And then other students are going to be down there like once or twice a day telling you about, you know, their dating life. And I should probably tell them like, look, I'm not the guy you want to talk to about dating. So <laughs> go watch my TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so is there one thing that you wish you would have known before starting your career? Mm, before starting my career, I, you know what I wish I would have done was, um, like I said, I feel like I kind of fell into a, a great job for me. Um, but I also, I always tell my kids, I wish I would have uh, explored more options. Um, you know, we're talking, I talk to my kids about what they want to do. I'm like, yeah, if I could, if I could have done this or that, uh, it's just kind of where life led me, but I haven't ventured far from home at all. Um, you know, when I was going into college, my parents were going to get a divorce. So I had these big aspirations of, of moving out of the state. But then when that happened, um, I, des I decided to stay home. Oddly enough, they didn't get a divorce. And now they've got an incredible marriage, you know, and they, they're both retired. And they're just like, hey, we're going to go to Alabama for the, the winter. Um, but I wish I would have had an opportunity to kind of get out there and see some more things. Mm, yeah, totally. That's a, that's a great, the great point. Um, I think I did it backwards. I'm like, let's just go travel and do everything and then figure yeah. it out along the way. <laughs> yeah. So what is a life lesson that you have learned the hard way? Mm. A life lesson that I've learned the hard way is that, um, your actions, uh, you will always answer for your actions, whether it's immediately or down the road. And I think that's something that um, that just comes with maturing a little bit. I know that obviously I was probably like the typical high school or college guy, young 20s type of guy. Um, you know, I kind of lived off the seat of my pants at times. And now looking back, um, I can, I see how some of the mistakes I made, I don't regret them, but you make those mistakes and you wish you could have handled things a little bit differently. Mm, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a good point. Um, and you're in St. Louis, right? Correct. So if I'm in St. Louis, what's the go-to eating place? Where do I need to eat breakfast? Everybody's, everybody's going to tell you to go to the Hill if you want uh, Italian, which I featured in one of my uh, dating tickies. I think I said something about that. Um, and as soon as I did, people were uh, commenting. They're like, oh my gosh, you're from St. Louis. You mentioned the Hill. You mentioned Toasted Rabs or, or whatever it is. But um, I think big cities, uh, that's, that's the great thing about where I live because I actually live in Illinois, right across the river from uh, uh, Bush Stadium. Uh, across the Mississippi, um, but I'm I'm 15 minutes from the stadium, so I kind of live uh, in a quieter town. But when you want big city life, you can go to St. Louis, and 
uh, you know, they've got plenty of places, but I would definitely say you need to visit the hill um, because it's known for Italian food. Mm, good to know. See, I do this yeah. because when I travel, I have to figure out where I'm going. Yeah. To eat. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So outside of um, being a dad, counselor, TikTok, Tiki maker, um, what are your like hobbies and things you do outside of that? Uh, you know what? I'm like a washed up athlete. So I, I like to, yeah, well, see, I see you running and you, and you still got it. I, I talk about how I used to have it. Um, <laughs> but when I was, when I was younger, uh, I played a lot of sports and then I kind of filtered that down to just soccer. And then I ended up tearing my ACL going into college. So soccer in college was kind of a wash. I played two years and then it was just, I was kind of over it at that point. Um, but I always love being active. So I still do CrossFit um, as best I can. You know, I've done some competitions. It's, it's been a while because I have this, this ongoing battle with food um, and staying fit. So I'm one of those guys where I'll bust my butt for six months and get in really good shape for a, for a 42-year-old dad. Um, and then one week I'll just splurge. And then for the next year and a half, I'm downhill eating whatever I want. So I like to stay active. That's the one thing with being single that I, uh, and that's, I really admire that about you and, and you getting out and, you know, you're always on these runs and checking out these beautiful spots, which by the way, I remember I would, I would tell people about your, your tickies. I'm like, she has like the best scenery. I don't, there's nobody else on TikTok that I follow like that, but I'm like, she does such a good job of like just capturing it all. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, that's what I do for a living. I'm like, well, that makes sense. That's why you're good at it. So, um, I wish, I wish I'd have somebody like that to, to stay active and just visit places. Uh, I would love to travel more. Um, but I think in this season of my life, being a dad is kind of where it's at for me. So it kind of, it keeps me grounded. I like, I like watching my, uh, my son play soccer. My daughters play basketball. So it keeps me busy. That's awesome. Basketball players. I, that's what I did. I did basketball. And so um, I played basketball at Rocky mountain college in Montana. Oh, really? Yeah. So love it. Love when girls are playing basketball. I think it's amazing. How old are your kids? Uh, well, Ryan is my oldest. He is, uh, 14 in eighth grader. My uh, middle is Morgan and she's in seventh grade. She's 12. And then my youngest lady is a fifth grader now. Oh my goodness. You have teenage daughters. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's, it's, uh, nobody can prepare you for that. Like, yeah. I honestly think that my son is, uh, he's easy for me and my daughters, uh, God love them. They, they are challenging and, and it's in a good way, but sometimes <laughs> when you're arguing with them, like you're going back and forth, because I, I said this the other day in my life too, I don't want to be that dad that just says, because I said, so sit down, you know, whatever. So we'll, we'll kind of have it out. And I'm, I'm good with that because they're respectful. It's not like they're just talking back, but when you're trying to convince them that what you want them to do is right, but they make more valid points as to why they're right. It's difficult to look them in in the eye as a dad and be like, who cares? Just do what I told you to do. Well, I, I know I, I'm, I remember, I remember my stepmom listens to this podcast, so she'll be laughing when she listens to this, but, um, I was the worst, like, fifth, sixth, junior high, like, I feel so bad for her. I, if she's listening, I'm sorry again. I was awful to my stepmom. <laughs> so I remember those days. Yeah, that's, uh, it's difficult ages for sure, but. Yeah, well, my daughter, it's, it's hard for me getting one-on-one time with my, my kids. Um, so just today I had to do some grocery shopping and I asked my, my middle child, Morgan, to go with me just so we could have like 30 minutes of, of talking and kind of goofing off together. 
and we were having this discussion about how she's so hard-headed and stubborn and I'm explaining to her what I mean by that and she's like being hard-headed and stubborn about it and she's like dad that's not me I'm like that's exactly what I'm talking about you like the argument we're having now is the argument that we have in life every day and she's like whatever that you, you make no sense well yeah and I was I was raised by a single dad for you know my parents got divorced and um my dad he actually signed us up for country line dancing classes together oh yeah and that's how we spent alone time is that yeah we went to this little bar and did country line dancing I think that's, it was fifth grade or something I, I would love that my my kids would just laugh at me but I would love it oh yeah it was it we we learned a lot about each other <laughs> oh I bet Oh, that's funny. So um, you're this super, you know, you, you seem like a very outgoing, um, charismatic, you know, very positive person. Is there something or someone that inspires you to kind of be your best self? You know what? My parents are about as, as good as they come when it comes to parents. You know, um, I had the best life growing up. M my dad is, was a police officer. My mom uh, was a postmaster. So it was just very like humble living. Um, but you know, I didn't ask for tons of stuff, but they gave me everything that I ever wanted. I, I traveled, uh, you know, when I was 14, I went to Europe to play in a soccer tournament. My dad picked up extra chips to make that happen. Um, but they, they also kind of kept me grounded. He was, he was very militant. So everything was yes, sir, no, sir, uh, in responding to him. Um, and my mom is just a sweetheart. She's the best grandma in the world now. Um, but I like that, um, that kind of structure that they gave me. And now, you know, I, when I turned like 22 or 23, I kind of figured it out because as a kid, you grew up and you, you just think your parents are full of it. But then when I was about that age, I'm like, wow, they were, they were right a whole lot more than I ever gave them credit for. So <laughs> even now, even now I can look back and, and laugh at some of those odd, odd, uh, odd story is that I live in the house that I grew up in. Mm. So when in 2001, they ended up selling it to another family. And then when I got my divorce, I bought it back from that family. Um, so now some of these same conversations that I had with my dad or arguments and in places that I got in trouble, like I, I see that in my kids doing the same thing now. So yep. but if, if I was to say that who inspired me the most, it's absolutely my parents. They're just good people. That's awesome. And that is amazing. My mom's a police officer. And so, oh, yeah? but she is, was not, she's never like military. It was like, if you ever uh, met her, you'd be like, oh, she is a sweetheart. She's probably like a teacher or like, uh, no, she's a cop. It's funny. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Because I know it was like, I, I walked the line with my dad and, you know, if, if it was 11 on one and my curfew was 11 o'clock, I was grounded. So, mm, yep. <laughs> so if you were able to have a billboard, in St. Louis and it could be anywhere, what would it either have or say on it? I would, it would have to be something, I don't know, something about, um, I'd have to paraphrase, but it would have to be something about uh, get over yourself. Like I think people take them, and I would say it nicely, yeah. uh, but I think people just, they take themselves too seriously. They're too hard on other people um, and they're just, they're just kind of rude. You know, everybody's got stuff going on. Um, not to be too cliche, but if you could just be a little nicer to people, everything would be so much easier in life. Oh, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, and you probably deal with that. And then putting yourself out there on a social media app, you see it even worse because people can hide behind their phones 
and yes. say whatever they want. And it's yeah, I, I do see that a lot. And and I joke like I am on mom TikTok uh, because out of I've got like fifty thousand. Um, I hate I even hate saying the word followers, but fifty thousand people watch my stuff, and over ninety percent of them are women. But the women are really positive. I mean, they don't really say too much negative. Um, but then you hop on other people's accounts and you see some of the the words going back and forth and you're like, you're, you're spending your evening just like battling it out with somebody halfway across the country, just being rude to each other. It seems like a waste of time, but uh, yeah, it gets kind of nasty. It does. And I, I agree. And so positivity is very, um, but then the rest of us get on there because we want to see people like you to like lift us up. And especially when we're all stuck at home, we're like, we just want to laugh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's humbling because you know, when I started doing this, it was really to uh, follow my kids. And I had no, I didn't even know what TikTok was, but my ex-wife was like, the kids want to do this. You know, we have a, we have a great relationship when it comes to parenting. So she's like, the kids want to do this. Can you kind of follow along? And I said, yeah, sure. I didn't even know what it was. So I'm watching a couple and I'm like, I know I can do that dance. I know I can, I, I've got an idea like that. So here I am like in my living room, slowly practicing these dances. And then one day I just, I just did one and uh, good God, I haven't stopped since, which is almost. <laughs> I know. And I love it. Please don't. Well, and you've kind of taken a turn on your TikTok. So it's been kind of fun to watch the evolution. Oh yeah. It's, it is funny when somebody comments on one that like I posted back in May or June, I'm like, oh my gosh, that, that seems like a whole different world to me right now. So. Oh, that's funny. So um, obviously we all go through different seasons of our life. Is there, um, what's a life lesson that you have learned the hard way? Mm, I'm not always right. I think, I, like, I think I'm right all the time, especially in relationships. And um, I, I can see like the man I am at 42 is not the man I was at 32 or uh, 22, obviously. So I can see kind of how I've matured, um, uh, over time. So I think it's, you just have to kind of like be humble, take a look at yourself, see where you can always do better and look to improve on that. Again, it sounds really cliche, but that's the season of life that I'm in where, um, rather than always kind of pointing the finger at people, it's like, I'm not, I'm not always right. I need to see both sides of things and even if I don't agree with people, I need to understand where they're coming from at least. Oh, that's such a good point. Um, so go and could you tell me what your handle is again so that people can go follow you? Because I feel like my listeners are all really fantastic people. So go, what yeah. is your handle? It's, it's Hazer220, H-A-Z-E-R-220. Perfect. And so we're all going through a really rough time. You, and as we talked multiple times, it's COVID. You're working from, I mean, with no students. Um, face to face, you know, people are going through seasonal depression, it's holidays. So we've got that like crazy time of the year. What is a piece of advice you could give to someone listening, kind of like a positive piece of advice, like what, as they go through this phase of life? Yeah, it, that's exactly what it is. It's a, it's a phase. So this, this will pass, you know, you have, you have points in your life where it feels like you're living within blessings. So you've, you've asked for things um, and those things are given to you and life is great there's going to come a time where that goes away and life is really difficult. Right now, I think for everybody, we're at a point where life is just really difficult. It's different. I think about that with, uh, with my own kids and what they considered normal and now kind of how things are for them where they don't get to see their friends as much. They've got a really weird uh, school schedule. Um, and it's, it's sad, but I tell them, like, we're going to get through this. 
this is a, this is a low point. I promise you, there are high points coming, and you just have to kind of look at the bigger picture and down the road. Yeah, and have you like dealing with students right now? Um, like, what's like what has changed a lot with that? Um, you know, are you doing everything like like as we're talking through video calls, phone calls? How do you guys do that? We do we do video calls. Uh, we do Google Meets with uh, the students if they want to. Um, you know, I feel bad for them because there's a lot of good students that are just they're falling off the map, and you worry about them because yeah. uh, the town that I live in is um, it's very middle class. You know, you've got some very wealthy families, and then you have a lot of families that don't have a whole lot. And for some of those students, school is their happy place. And it sounds crazy to say that, even if it's not a great student, at least they know when they come to school, uh, they're going to get a couple meals, they're going to have a good adult interaction, um, and they're going to kind of get away from what's really bringing them down at home. But sadly, when you get to know some students, you realize that they're at home all the time dealing with things that are bringing them down. And, you know, you see it in, in grades too. A lot of even really smart kids are struggling. I had a student that's in accelerated classes and he was, he kind of poured it out to me today just through email um, about how he's just struggling with all of this and what can he do to kind of get through it. So um, it's tough to see, but like I said, it's a, it's a season of life that we're all going to get through. Yeah. I used to work for uh, boys and girls clubs. And so in the back of my mind, as we're going through COVID, as we're stay at home, like my brain goes right to those kids. I know, yeah. you know who they are, that it just like breaks my heart to think about what's happening at home or are they getting enough meals or, you know, the abusive families or, you know, there's so much stuff going on that it, it's really hard to like, I wish, you know, I don't know. I, that's my, my biggest fears for all these kids that are really dealing with this. I feel like adults, we can kind of like lean on each other and figure it out. But, and then you give an advice to the kid. You're like, I don't know how to get through a pandemic. We've all, this is our first time. Uh, yeah. That's, and that's what I told my own kids is like, this has never happened in 100 years. So this is like unprecedented for everyone that's going through it. Um, yeah. Like some, some of the kids that I have, um, I don't think everybody's got an opinion about COVID or how you should live or whether you should wear a mask or not. Here I was getting all these, uh, comments and questions thrown at me from women like why are you single who would you date blah 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 and someone's like how do you feel about masks and I'm like I mean I I wear one because I'm not gonna give a hard time to the 17 year old at the grocery store that says please put your mask on when you walk in the store um so there's no real answer for how you should handle this so I, sometimes I'm like yes let's just like shut everything down for three weeks and get through it other times I'm like these kids need to be back and, and be taken care of in a lot of ways. So um, I don't know, there's, there's no definitive answer for it. I know we all, with all, all of us, we're like, well, I mean, most people are like, yeah, I get it. And you don't want to, I mean, it's just this constant, I feel like I should wear masks or I should stay at home. It's just, it's never ending. And so it's yeah. very frustrating, but I think that's perfect that we are going to get through this and we just have to be, be there for each other. Absolutely. All right, Jeff. Well, thank you so much for giving me some of your time. Thank today. You. I appreciate it. It was great talking to you. Thanks for listening to Keeping Tabs. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes to listen to all the great interviews. Keeping Tabs is all about people, telling the story of some amazing people we have in our community and across the world. So make sure you subscribe, like, and follow along.